This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to Radio Plasma. I'm Johan Rashivega. We are at the Teen Room at the Holy Public Library. I'm so happy to welcome someone who has been involved in the arts, creating so much beautiful work all over the valley. I want to welcome Pascualina Azzarello. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you so much, Johan. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for accepting this invitation to be with us today. Yeah. We want to know a little bit about the work that you have been doing. Of course, East Hampton is the city where you have been most active lately, but at the same time, that brings your work to Holyoke, and there is an exhibit that is about to be open and be available for the public to enjoy. So let's touch a little bit on all of that. What is your passion on the work that you're doing Well, thank you again for having me here. I really appreciate the invitation. It's always nice to talk with you. And yeah, it's a really exciting and vital time, I think, here in the Valley, uh, in East Hampton, in Holyoke, in many of our surrounding towns, there's a tremendous amount of energy. I think there's also a tremendous amount of critical thinking about arts and culture and a lot of thoughtfulness and self-reflection about how we as artists and as community advocates bring art and introduce art and introduce our vision and our voices into the public sphere. And as a person, that's something I've always been very interested in. I'm a painter. I'm a public muralist. I am a community advocate. I am an educator. And so I'm very interested in that space between one's self and one's immediate community. I think a lot about the ways in which we are always in response to the world we live in. And I also feel very strongly that we are all here creating this world that we live in. And I think during times where, you know, there's a lot of ways in which our lives, no matter who we are, are being impacted in a very daily way from health to the environment, racism, education reform. There's so much that's really at the surface. And I think it's a really... I think any time is an interesting time to be an artist, but we've got a lot to work with right now. And it's something that I think a lot about in terms of one's responsibility, what I feel like my responsibility is as an artist and as a community member. And so I am the city arts coordinator in East Hampton, Massachusetts. I have served that role for the last three and a half years. I listen to a lot of artists. I listen to community members. And I really try to shape our programming and make new choices about where we're going and what the vision is moving forward based on what I hear and based on what I learn. And as you mentioned, I'm also a studio artist, and I've had the opportunity, really a gift, to 
be part of the inaugural Baustein Residency Program here in Holyoke. It takes place in the Ready Wipe Gallery, which is located in the Baustein Building on Main Street and Jackson. And it's been this very rich time of creating artwork alongside two other wonderful artists, uh, very passionate people and passionate makers, Jason Montgomery from Attack Bear Press and Zoe Sasson, who is a painter and a textile artist. And our work individually is all very different. It looks very different from each other. But it's been very uh, a very special experience, I think, for all of us to create work in the presence of one another. That sense of parallel play. It's like being deeply immersed in what each of us is doing, but to do it alongside of one another is a very different feeling than being alone. And so I think our work and that experience has definitely informed one another. Certainly our conversations in between making has influenced our time there. And we have an opening reception uh, to present the work that we've made in the last two months in this space. And so the show is in the space that we made it in. I think that's also really wonderful. You can feel there's like a lot of energy in the room. And the show is called Coalescence. Uh, Jason came up with that. I love working with poets because they always have great titles for things. And so it's this Saturday, January 25th from 5 to 8 p.m. Thinking a little bit about the process of working along two artists who have a different technique, a different approach, a different process. What are some of the things that you got the chance to learn from both uh, Zoe and Jason working together that you had no idea or that you found interesting to learn from as you were doing your own work for, for this residency? Yeah, it's so interesting because if you had asked me in the beginning what I would imagine I might learn, I don't know what I would have said, but I know my answer today is very different than whatever that would have been. Something that we all shared, and it was very unspoken, but very clear just in the experience of being there together, we're all very physical in our work. There's a lot of like physicality to how we make things. A lot of artists, that is not true. You know, there's like very little movement, actually, especially painters, like not all painters are using their whole bodies to to work. And there we each sort of occupied space and took up space and inhabited space. And we did it with a lot of, um, I think, sensitivity for one another. I'm making paintings that are on canvas drop cloths and I would make them. It was interesting. I realized initially I went to bring a table into the space and something in me said, no tables. The floor is your table, is your surface. Surface that I worked on be, was walls and floor. So already it was very physical. Most of the work I made is longer than my arms reach in any one direction. Mm -hmm. And I painted many of the paintings with my hands, with both hands sort of at the same time or one at a time, but they're very relational to my body. I don't always work that way, but I did right from the start in that space. It was like a very sort of physical and visceral and um, 
it was kind of physiological. It was actually, I noticed when I was working, I was exhausted at the end. Like if I did a four-hour, six-hour session, it was almost like, like something was at work and I would leave feeling like I needed to leave, like there was something like happening, like physiologically. And so to be in the presence of other people working, it was very intimate. You know, because it was so physical for all of us that was we share we saw one another, we 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 experienced one another like in that vulnerable place of making and of making things we didn't yet understand. That was like there was a sense of trust that we created together. And so in terms of what I learned, like it was very encouraging to sort of feel a little uncomfortable in the beginning, but to also feel safe enough to feel uncomfortable, you know, and to just like breathe into that and to trust myself within that was very beautiful. I, I'm a public artist and so I am often making art in the presence of other people, Mm -hmm. but this is the first time I've had a shared studio space, like indoor studio space for my personal artwork in many, many years, like maybe 15 or more years. And I loved it. I love the togetherness and the friendship that comes with public art. Like it relies on many people. I love that. And it felt very sweet um, to feel that here with Jason and with Zoe. Were there any music? Yeah, there was music. And I have to say I lucked out because I am very particular about the music I listen to in general, but especially when I'm painting. It's hard for me to listen to music I don't know that isn't familiar to me. So I like familiar music. And they were both like, yeah, whatever you want to listen to. I'm like, are you sure? Is that okay? They're like, yeah. Sometimes they'd put their headphones on. Sometimes we would work without music. But that was definitely something where we all got along. We all had different needs, but our needs were very complementary. Which is so beautiful to listen, sharing with us that it, it became part of the process as well. And yeah, it's so important when you have or you don't have music, how much it, it, it affects or impacts the outcome of the, of the work that, that is being done. And also gets me thinking, for different other participations, you have had interactions with both Jason and Zoe, mm-hmm. and based on many activities happening in, in, in East Hampton how different it felt working in a space that not so long ago was not even a gallery in a city that is not that far from East Hampton, yet it has a different vibe. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really nice. So I've worked with both Jason and Zoe uh, through East Hampton City Arts. I've worked with Jason and Attack Bear Press with BookFest, with ArtWalk, with many different events, both with Jason as a visual artist and also as a poet and performer. So often we're working together more 
like coordinator and artist working together. It is a collaboration, but our roles are very specific. And with Zoe, uh, Zoe has a show coming up at ECA Gallery in East Hampton in May. So there's been some exchange about that. And so it's been really nice to be able to get to know each other artist to artist. And I think that that, you know, Jason and I have worked together for three years and to now get to know each other in the way that we have as painters, as artists, I think it gave us each a lot of insight into who we had been working with before, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think of that both in regards to one another, but also it helps. It's interesting. Being a painter, my painter self, in the presence of people I work with through ECA, has helped something integrate within myself that has not always been easy for me to understand. You know, I I lived in New York for 15 years before moving here. So the scale and the size of the community that I work in has been a real adjustment for me. I've never lived in a city so small. I grew up in Los Angeles. I lived in Boston. I lived in Brooklyn and Queens. And so knowing sort of how to be my own self while also a public servant and to serve my community, but to also be very much who I am and to do it from who I am and what I care about and believe in and believe my community to want, like to to have that sort of relationship and exchange and to be developing that relationship and exchange being able to be myself as an artist in the presence with people I work with through ECA really has helped me. I've never really said this, so you're asking good questions because I'm, I'm learning how I'm articulating this for the first time. Um, it's been helpful for me. It's been through this experience that I've been able to internalize some of what I haven't yet been able to do. There's something like a, a centering and a, a trusting of that and sort of like, yeah, I feel like I can relax in a way I hadn't quite felt myself be able to before. So it's been a very positive and very transformative experience both as an artist and as a community member. It's helping to deepen my own sense of community here in Western Massachusetts. You're listening Radio Plasma. And we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com, and through our social media channels, Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab, and Facebook.com slash Radio Plasma. Listening to, to your words makes me think the way the perception of the whole installation, the whole exhibit, the whole work, this collective work is going to be felt exactly mm -hmm. in that way as, an, as a transformative experience mm -hmm. in a space that 
actually represents that transformation in itself. Mm -hmm. Seeing how from a building that was just forgotten for so long mm -hmm. and little by little came back to life and now it has this gallery that we got the opportunity to share space together for a really meaningful moment uh, back in the fall of 2019 mm -hmm. and with that seeing how this energy evolved into becoming what it is today yeah the space for your residency yeah and that's actually a very important part of the story is the altar for the day of the dead this residency came to be because of a series of serendipitous circumstances and the fact that jason was present in that space during a time where there was a shift and an opening in the gallery um, that had a lot to do actually with how this uh, opportunity came to present itself. It was very organic. In fact, um, when the Day of the Dead altar was being made, which was just literally about a week and a half before this residency program started, this residency program did not yet exist. So without going through all the details of how one thing led to another, that altar really was sort of like, like an etapa and like this place where something could become something else. Um, and while that can mean many things, the fact that there has been this vitality and regenerative energy and regenerative practice in that same space has never been lost on me. And that altar, the structure of that altar, has always been there among us, still in the space. And it is not until now, I think actually literally today, that it is being dismantled and removed from the space. So that mm -hmm. altar... We both shared in that, you and me, and, you know, that's, that was how it began. That was sort of the ground through which this could happen. So I think that's really, I was always aware of that in the space um, and what that means and what that can mean. And I think what you're saying is really true, you know, to recognize the transformation that's happening in Holyoke, uh, in East Hampton, and to really, you know, this is something I think about a lot, to really recognize, like, where we put our yes and where we put our no, like that active yes and that active no is very determinant, not always, but often in terms of what life becomes and what we get to contribute the ways in which we get to contribute. And I feel that very much. So there is, there is a sense of, of that and of doing that thoughtfully, you know, being aware of what's being impacted and what isn't and to factor that into what's being considered. So Coalescence opens on January 25th, uh, the Ready Wipe Gallery on Main Street. For how long is it going to be available? 
So the gallery is going to be open for two weeks. We have gallery hours Monday through Thursday uh, from 1 to 4 p.m. and by appointment. There is a Facebook event page. You can look up Coalescence and it will come up with all the information. Uh, The address of Ready Wipe Gallery is 532 Main Street in Holyoke and it's up on the third floor of the building. Such a beautiful story behind this whole work and I think it's a process of a work that is going to continue happening. I don't think this is the end of it. It's Mm -hmm. actually just another step into the beginning of something that I feel is is going to be a beautiful process of exchange, of learning, of sharing Mm -hmm. that that knowledge uh, between artists and between community. And it's so so beautiful to see that it is happening mm-hmm. be part of it and and even if the if it is in a minimum way as someone who has been present seeing that in your case as one of the creators such a great thing to have and uh, i really want to thank your work the work that you have been doing in East Hampton, for the arts, advocating, being someone who is aware of what it needs to be done in terms of having spaces for the arts to be. Mm-hmm. Because that's so important in our lives, even if we don't are completely aware of it. Yeah. But it's art, through yeah. art, when we can have those moments to take a break, to breathe, to feel back into what it means to be alive. Absolutely. And I think that you said it. It's like, it's about creating spaces. And it's about creating spaces. You know, it's one thing to make a painting or to make a poem or to make anything. It is very different. And that's important. Like, I'm not disregarding that at all. But to then make a space and to share it and to create opportunities for people to gather Um, with such meaning and depth and and complexity, you know, where like the complexity that is here among us gets to be here among us, right? I think that that's just so fundamental. I think it's very disconcerting when the complexity that's here is simplified or avoided or not regarded as what it actually is. I think it's very disruptive to individuals to our society and I think that you know art and and public venues just have such an opportunity to be a platform for engagement an opportunity to heal individuals and communities and there's something tremendously meaningful to me about that anything else you would like to add Pascualina I do want to give a little plug for something very exciting happening in East Hampton. We have Art Walk in East Hampton every month. And historically, it's taken place on the second Saturday of every month from 5 to 8 p.m. And beginning on Friday, February 7th, for the foreseeable future, Art Walk in East Hampton will now take place on the first Fridays from 6 to 9. So I encourage everybody to come out 
Um, we're going to have some live performances. Um, many galleries and venues throughout downtown East Hampton will be open. And I just want folks to come out and enjoy it. And I was actually speaking to the educator here in the teen center uh, at the Holyoke Library about getting some of the students out to participate in Poetry Month, which is in April in East Hampton, to show some of their work in our local galleries. Uh, it's a beautiful space here. I would have loved to have a space like this when I was a teenager. It's very comforting to be here. And um, yeah, just want folks to come out and, and check it out. And of course, we will be sharing all this information as, as it happens so we can keep you up to date with this and actually getting involved so we can bring you actual sounds and images of awesome. the different activities happening. Because for whoever keeps thinking East Hampton and Holyoke are two separate towns i mean it's just a 15 minutes drive yeah and we have so many connections and so many things in common that we need to continue working on yeah. building that connection to make it stronger to make it more active so we can enjoy of the beauty in arts and communities that we share between yeah. holyoke east hampton and more of the different communities surrounding us in the in the valley absolutely and i was really uh, happy we had more uh, artists from holyoke apply to show in our galleries this year than in previous years i think there have been some partnerships over the years and i think of us as sister cities and like neighborhoods and um you know i really look forward to doing more work with different community organizations uh, in Holyoke as well. Well, Pasqualina, thank you so much for your work, for doing this residency in Holyoke. I look forward for more work, for more collaborations, and you have all of our support and appreciation. Thank you, Johan. Thank you for all you do and for making this amazing platform to share the good work of so many community members. Um, it's really an honor to be here and always so nice to see you. This is our conversation with Pascualina Zarello. And remember, Coalescence beginning on January 25th at the Ready White Gallery. And all this information is available in the posting of this session on our website, readyplasma.com. Pascualina, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. With this, we conclude our session that has been recorded in the teen room at the Holyoke Public Library in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>